Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You are watching a master at work. You've entered the trend zone, the NFL trend zone at that, and you're with Jason Bolin, Wesley Johnson, FranchiseTag.com. I'm Dustin Baker from FranchiseTag.com. We are going to discuss this week's NFL topics from Alex Smith to Jordan Reed, some of the rule change stuff, um, rules that have been declined or proposals of rules that have been declined, a lot of draft stuff because we are a mere week away from that. And then we'll finish off our mini mock draft of round one. That is on the docket tonight from these three gentlemen. Uh, but first, the usual gig, betonline.ag is what we're going to talk about. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, on the docket, we have a bunch tonight, per usual. We're going to talk about Alex Smith, Jordan Reed, um, some of the cooler-sounding football names in the draft based on their name alone, and some more draft stuff because we are only eight days away. And by the time you're listening to this, maybe less than a week. Uh, so we will kick right off into Alex Smith's retirement. Um, he came back for a year, presumably to prove something to himself, which is a fabulous story. Uh, I'm going to start with Jason tonight because he arguably has the most experience watching Alex Smith because he is a Broncos enthusiast and Smith played in Kansas City for quite some time. So what is your take on the Alex Smith retirement? Good, sir. You know, hey, um, First, first thought was was uh, a kind of shock, actually. You know, it, it seems like every one of these topics relates to the Broncos somehow or another. Um, so then I constantly have to talk about them. Um, but yeah, he was he was rumored to be a, a fail safe um, to Denver. I didn't lose you, did I? Nope. Uh-uh. Okay, good. I, I thought was I was having some connection issues, but yeah, rumored to be a failsafe uh, going into Denver. Mentor uh, Drew Lock, um, kind of bridge. So he he retires. That takes another quarterback off the docket for Denver. Yeah. Here we sit again. It was just Darnold a few weeks ago. Yeah, um, too gone. But I had the had the opportunity to watch him several times, and God, there were some good years there where he, yeah, it seemed like he really got out of the gates quick. Mm-hmm. Um, remember what was it like three years ago? Was it three or four years ago where he came out firing, yeah. taking the ball downfield 20, 30 yards a pop. And yeah. everybody was like, God, is, it, is this the same Alex Smith? Um, yeah. really letting it rip. But, um, you know, deep, I was shocked. I figured he'd want to come back somewhere. And I, I heard though, that he wanted to be a starter somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Um, he wasn't ready to be a backup and I don't know if that, how, how true that is, but you know, if that was the case, I can, I can see him not really having too many bitters. Yeah. I think injury the, with the injury. And I think the only spot, unless I'm missing one, Wesley, mm-hmm. that he could do be the starter would be the bears right now. I think every team, <laughs> has, I'm not saying that because they're on my poop list <laughs> eternally. Uh, it, it, I just, that's the only team that I could think would be, on upgrade would be the bears. I mean, every other team at least has a plan and like come the draft here. Um, so yeah. What about, uh, Alex Smith? What was your reaction, Mr. Johnson? Well, I mean, the, the bears are giving out 15 mil to backup quarterbacks, uh, masquerading as starters. So, um, you know, that very well could have been a spot for him. Um, the Alex Smith news was surprising. I, you know, to echo what Jason said, I thought he could have wound up in a, a backup role or a mentorship role. Uh, I know he went down to Jacksonville and um, spoke with Urban Meyer, his uh, old college coach uh, at Fresno State to see if uh, it was a Fresno State or Utah. I forget. But anyways, um, to see if that could be a, a potential marriage. But uh, after uh, thinking about it for some time, he, he decided to hang up the cleats and, you know, here we are. Yeah, I uh, now that 
we know what we do about he broke his leg and he came back and then it was only for a year and he's gone. I think uh, it was a like a quintessential type of fairy tale. And I think I mentioned this to one of our franchise tag writers that now looking back in retrospect, I think he had what Rocky Balboa said in the 2006 movie stuff in the basement. He just had to prove to himself that he could get back on the field. And he did. And you know, kind of guided Washington to the postseason in a roundabout way. Um, but in retrospect, yeah, he probably would have jumped at a starting opportunity. But I think um, as, a, as a man, as a human, as a football player, an athlete, all of that stuff, I think he just wanted to show his wife and kids and himself that I can do this. And I'll, I'll be damned, he did. Uh, I echo the same thoughts as Jason with the Chiefs. I, I'd watch those games and uh, I'd be like, man, this, this dude is quite good. Like, you know, he doesn't take a lot of risks, uh, but he does just enough. And it always felt like that franchise was so snake bitten until uh, Mahomes got there that he was just part along with it. But I always foresaw him um, as a dude that could slide into that Nick Foles or Joe Flacco Super Bowl um, conversation. And one of those years he could win it because he is that good and just just needs the the cast around him, just like Foles and Flacco had. So, yeah, he'll be missed. Uh, first overall pick from the 2005 NFL draft. Uh, Jordan Reed also retired and he was a tight end that spent most of the was most of the time uh, in Washington. And his is an injury kind of casualty, um, but he was dynamic. Uh, I know him most notably from all of my Kirk Cousins statistical quasi research. Uh, he was always popping up there. And sometimes when I'd say, you know, Cousins had this receiving core in Washington, people were quick to say, yeah, but he had Jordan Reed too. So uh, what is your pulse on Jordan Reed's retirement, Wes? Yeah, uh, as you mentioned, dynamic, uh, tight end. He kind of helped redefine what teams look for at the position now. Um, you know, quick um, mismatch for whoever matched up to him, be it a safety or a linebacker. He, he was either burning the, the linebacker or just overpowering the safety. Um, he had a lot of good years in Washington with Cousins, uh, but the concussions, you know, derailed his career. And, um, you know, ultimately he made the decision to hopefully have long-term health. Yeah. Jason, what about uh, Jordan Reed? Yeah, I mean, I didn't really have two – two too much of an intense thought process, you know, along those lines. I, 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 you know, I don't know a whole lot about the guy. Um, you know, I, I mean, you, you guys can help me out here. How many pro bowls did he make? I don't think any West. You'll have to spot check that. Um, yeah. I think he was just, uh, he was lauded for his athleticism and potential. And because of the injuries, he wasn't, he never blossomed to what he was thought to be coming out of the draft. So it's more of a, what could have been like we, you know, some, sometimes see. He was pretty highly coveted coming out. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's kind of that hybrid, like, you know, take the top off the defense for a tight end. And unfortunately for his sake, it caught up to him in terms of the injuries. And now at the ripe old age of 30, he's, he's hanging them up. Yeah. And I, I yeah. do, Sorry to go back a little bit, but I do want to back up to Alex Smith just for a second. Let's make no mistake about it. Um, And I've heard this a lot, you know, with, you know, working at home and stuff. I got sports rate, sports TV on all day. (laughs) Alex Smith did not anchor that team to the, to the NFC crown. I mean, he just didn't do that. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) I mean, you know, you know, I mean, it's a great story. It really is. Uh, I mean, it's a remarkable story, but um, I I watched actually a few of those games last year and, (laughs) you know, I mean, let's, let's just be honest about what we saw there. I mean, right. (laughs) That defense got him there and, and, and it was a great story. It made for good media talk, but he wasn't, he didn't look anything like he did with the chiefs. Yeah, right. That's fair. That's fair. I probably overstated that for a dramatic effect. Uh, Wes, tell, <laughs> Wes, tell us about the uh, off season workout. So we're seeing like team by team, they tweet the same thing with the same logo. It looks like the right. exact same text, but then it's a little different. So what does that mean? They essentially are banding together like good unions do. And right. you know they're taking a stand. Some of the players, 
mostly like it's expected the quarterback uh, shows up to, you know, be a leader. So break down what all that stuff means. Yeah. Uh, really quick. Jordan Reed had one pro bowl appearance, uh, but yeah, uh, it was a topic we were thinking about discussing last week. Didn't really have a, a whole ton of traction um, as of yesterday, uh, though it, it had gained traction. There was, I believe, 21 player representatives from different teams that have made some kind of you know statement, as you mentioned, um, on social media regarding that. Uh, essentially, the NFL Players Association has advised uh, their clients to not do the voluntary team workouts. Um, it's usually voluntary team workouts, and then uh, a couple weeks go by. And then there's the mandatory team work. Uh, the reason being is uh, the NFLPA doesn't believe that uh, the NFL has done enough to protect the players uh, for potential covid exposure so um, okay they're saying it's unnecessary risk to to get everybody together okay so it's a solidarity thing and uh you know rightfully so on the union part of it um and what are is there other developments the jersey numbers that's passed they're getting close that, to past yeah no, that passed so um there's more flexibility in what numbers players can choose uh to play with um i think Prior, it was maybe like 20 different number combinations that you could have. Uh, now, I believe it's expanded to almost like 40 uh, different numbers uh, per position. So, you know, your favorite wide receiver can have a single digit number where uh, previously they weren't uh, able to. Okay. And then the caveat that I read for the show is that they have to either buy out all of their existing jerseys or <laughs> they, they have to give notice of a year. Right. Okay. That, that's kind of standard uh, with the NBA as well. Um, uh, I know Anthony, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, LeBron James and uh, Anthony Davis uh, talked about swapping numbers once Anthony Davis came over. Um, Nike was like, hold on, we have all this money, you know, plugged into all these LeBron James 23 jerseys. Uh, we got to make sure all these sells. Uh, and so that's why. Uh, that hasn't happened yet, but similar situation, I'm guessing, for the NFL. And I don't know that that LeBron and Davis one will ever actually happen now. They won a championship with the numbers, and it seems like it was just a teaser. Right. Yeah. I'm not really sure how much that would affect the sales of them anyway, really. I mean, you never know, I guess. But it, what, my question is, is what? why was it for the longest time that they weren't allowed to, to have those numbers? Is there any real reason? I think it's just NFL, tradition. As long NFL, as I can the, no fun league. <laughs> I remember how cool it was yeah. when Keyshawn could wear 19. And right. I'm thinking like, wow, like you know, for no good re- for no yeah. good reason, I thought that was badass. And almost uh, as badass as him being drafted number one overall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now that you know we see um these players that might switch back to their college number receivers and uh, running backs. It's a single digit now as mature, somewhat mature older men were like, what? Okay. So what's the big deal with that? Think back to how cool we thought it was when receivers could get into the teens. And yeah, that's, right. that's the excitement that I think the players themselves and then uh, the, the men and women that are significantly younger than us are buying into. Uh, and I'll, I'll be right along with them. I've got playing around coin uh, Vikings money to spend. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll get the, the jerseys, even though I I'll double up on them. Um, and it'll be interesting to see which ones actually do it. Uh, probably the, the younger ones and whatnot. God, I think Keyshawn was a badass. though. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, the other news before we hop on to, uh, the next topic was that the oft rumored, uh, what is it? Uh, onside kick rule was tabled again. So right. we're not going to go to fourth and 15. Uh, that would just be dreadful going up against Mahomes, and that's all he has to get is a fourth and 15. <laughs> uh, so now they, they reduce the box, so to speak, that it's like nine dudes can be up to go recover a kick. Is that it? Uh, I didn't catch that portion, but yeah, I think it, I, I mean, think, that would make sense. Yeah, I think they twisted it so that uh, it's a little bit, they're going to, it's a one year experiment. Whatever the number was, 10 guys going to recover the ball, I think it's reduced by one to nine. So it's supposed to make it a little bit more uh, feasible to – because let's face it, the onside kick has just been a joke. 
I mean, right. utter, utter joke. Right. Uh, my wife um, started watching football in 2015 uh, when I met her and <laughs> she's so jaded and onside kicks. She'll be like, why do they do these? This is so stupid. And I'm like, well, <laughs> 10 years ago, they used to recover them. <laughs> and she just doesn't believe me. Yeah. And, and every time you see your team do it, you still have a little hope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Yeah. The only one I can remember is that Cowboys one from last year where they, they blew it or Falcons blew it. Where they, it yeah. They, that's the one where they like backed away from yeah. it, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like just <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Just uh, uh, a mental error of stratospheric proportions where they're like, well, <laughs> w- w- we can't touch it. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, well, so head, head should have rolled. Oh, well, head's dead. I mean, they got <laughs> lambasted in the media. What did, was the success rate on a on an onside kick? I think it was a little bit better back when they were allowed to line up. You know, what was it, five to ten yards deep, and then get that running start? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think yep. it was. They recovered. They had a little bit more success doing it that way. But yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. I would venture to say that your team would get an onside kick about once every two years, like, uh, you know, unless you were just incompetent. Uh, but now it, it's like, it's not even worth it. Like yeah. at all. It, it's a, it's a, right. so I, I'm hoping whatever they try is a little bit different because um, when I hear fourth and 15, I don't think about the positive side of it. I think of like, Oh, well, that's a new way to screw the Vikings. That'll be the one that gets <laughs> well, that, you know, fourth and 15. He's going to get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, fourth and 15, you know, he's getting it. Yeah. And I see the numbers and I, I of course have to buy into him that it is statistically equivalent to the old days of getting an onside kick to converting a fourth and 15. But if you're cynical, you're thinking, Oh, okay. I, I already know how this story ends. It's going to be, you're going to be balls deep in the NFC champ championship and like Rogers has to get a fourth and 15. There's going to be like a tip ball caught by Devonte <laughs> Adams. Yeah. yeah. So I never think about how it could Guaranteed. benefit uh, just, just the nasty stuff. So. It's just all the things that it's going to do to affect your team negatively. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. The next topic is a strange one. And I requested this be on the docket. It's the most fascinating, the coolest sounding draft names um, versus the ones that are bleh and you know, nothing wrong at all with whatsoever with these players that I'm about to make fun of. Like last year, for instance, um, before they even went to their respective teams, I made fun of the names Lloyd Cushenberry, you know, because it's, it sounds like uh, a bookworm and then Jeff Gladney because Gladney doesn't sound like a big bruising football name. It just sounds like some, uh, like 30 year old that's glad about stuff. Uh, so <laughs> on the inverse, we each that, got one of our, we got. Those yeah. And then, on our yeah, and then, too. yeah. Cushionberry <laughs> went to the Broncos and glad he went to the Vikings. So I have a feeling that whatever lame names we come up with are going to come to some of our teams. So the first two cool ones that like, you know, if you hear their name, you're like, that's a, that's a sweet sounding name. I have our Creed Humphrey. And that's because of my fascination with Apollo Creed from the Rocky film that I mentioned earlier. And the cat that you can probably hear meowing, his name is Apollo Creed. That's that's one of my cats' names. So that one in um, inspires what I think is just a bedrock of badass. And then this one I couldn't leave off the list is Carlos Basham. Um, mm-hmm. There was a wrestling tag team 10, 15, 20 years ago named the Bashams. And it just fit because it was a wrestling thing. But this guy's an edge rusher. So in theory, yeah. he'll bash them. And his yeah. nickname is Boogie. Is it? Carlos Boogie, <laughs> Boogie Basham. I, I didn't know that. So that's even <laughs> yes. better. That has solidified my stance. <laughs> that is better, man. That is sweet. Boogie Basham. And then the two uh, lame ones that I have. Uh, and like I said, this is just me being over, overly critical. Is Greg Newsom. Uh, that sounds like my neighbor, you know, like <laughs> right, some lives right. next door or like, you know, the manager, you know, of marketing, go talk to Mr. Newsom. And the other <laughs> one I have is Pat Fryermirth. Uh, that sounds like a relief pitcher on the Orioles or something, doesn't it? Like Fryermirth's coming out of the bullpen and it doesn't invoke fear. Uh, I, I can guarantee you this guy wore glasses at some point in his life. Uh, it's, it's all, it, there's no fear whatsoever. So, uh, but with that said, I bet you Fryermirth goes to the Broncos and Newsom goes to the Vikings and then we're forced <laughs> to forget this conversation. So Jason, give me a couple of your badass names and a couple ones that make you laugh. Yeah, well, I mean, I 
I think Micah Parsons is pretty badass. <laughs> I, I think I think he I think he's that name just kind of kind of sticks out. And and another one is a guy that I mentioned last week, and and that's uh, that's Alex Leatherwood. I mean, I I, I think Alex Leatherwood, and I I picture that guy standing next to Darnold when he beat that dude's ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh, that's perfect. Uh, I, <laughs> it, uh, you know, I uh, haven't dug a, dug too deep of a dive in like I did last year, but, you know, uh, <laughs> let me have a look at some more. Go ahead, Wes. Yeah, go look at some of the, the garbage ones and see if you can those. Wes, I know you've got a I mean, Patty Wes, you gave me a list that was longer than like uh, the first round of the draft class. So I, I did a little homework and I uh, <laughs> like I actually found an article somebody had wrote about. No way. Yeah, it was it so wasn't I, me under a pen name or something. No, somebody wrote about this. <laughs> yes. Oh man, <laughs> that's how I found out about Boogie Basham too. <laughs> <laughs> um, they there are some good ones though. Wap Filor, uh, wide receiver. <laughs> uh Hamilcar Rashid Jr., uh an edge rusher. Uh Rashad <laughs> Wild Goose Jr., a defensive back. <laughs> Patty Fisher. <laughs> Patty Fisher, yeah. <laughs> Tough Borland. I mean that's pretty good football name. Is that is that just like Al Borland spelling? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll take it. I think uh I think Mac Jones is a pretty badass name. Mac Jones works. Uh, one that I, I don't like is Chris Evans. I mean, is that really <laughs> straight up his name? That, it's a running back named Chris Evans. Uh, okay. <laughs> Chris Evans is the is the uh, wide America. receiver coach. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then you had uh, DiCaprio Boodle. DiCaprio Boodle, a defensive back. And uh, then Divine Diablo. <laughs> yeah, that sounds Some like uh, that sounds like a porn star. Yeah, <laughs> and that, yeah. that's not an insult. <laughs> no, no, that's a oh, divine Diablo. Did you find any other uh, head scratchers, Bolin? <laughs> I'm just trying to look at. I just <laughs> Jesus. Oh man, what, could, what was that guy? Rashad Wild Goose. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. God, these are real names. Real uh, names. I think it's wonderful. Uh, now that I looked at the like, so Wes took this exercise to heart and like went through <laughs> the undrafted class too. So I think that's where Patty Fisher. That one's definitely the winner. Uh, yeah. That's kind of like uh, who was it? For some reason, like six years ago, um, the Spurs decided that Patrick Mills is going to be called Patty Mills. And I wondered why he would accept that um, because it went from Patrick Strong, Irish sounding name, Patrick Mills. And then like one game on a Sunday, they're like Patty Mills for three. And I'm like, oh, now we're calling him Patty. Like, it sounds like his aunt. <laughs> so, yeah, oh boy, not, not a good, uh, not a good change over for him so all right let's morph into draft stuff before i think the end of our mini mock there's some core themes we need to talk about uh wes you wanted to know um and I apologize if i'm putting words in your mouth you wanted to know who will the surprise pick be inside the top 10 if it's not mac jones yeah and then how what is your criteria is it like uh what quitty pay in the top 10 that would be a surprise I, I would think so. It, okay. Just based on, you know, overall where players are getting mocked. Or... Okay. Okay. So which uh, in the top 10, since the Raiders aren't there, uh, which team do we think is capable of doing something dumb? The Giants? Giants. Who Detroit. Has, who has the reputation for doing something silly in a draft? Because that's yeah, where you got to start. Right. I would say probably Detroit. They, they're at what? Number nine. Okay. Um, well, then Atlanta I'm just, could. I'm gonna make a. This is completely off the hip, and you know I haven't thought about this. Uh, I will say, the one that will will make us go what? And this is a reach. This will be the Lions stretch for Rashad Bateman that early. There are a lot of draft heads that say he's going to be a surefire star, and we don't know enough about Lions management to know if they've. 
they've become sane or if it's going to be Raiders-esque. So that's that one that comes to mind because Bateman shouldn't really go until about 18, 19, 20 at the highest. So I'll say Rashad Bateman to the Lions. I want to interrupt for just a second to talk about sunglasses. If you can believe that, yes, sunglasses. Uh, I go through a lot of those out of forgetfulness. I'll lose them or leave them places. Uh, I've got two young children at home, so they break them. They break their own, so on and so forth. Uh, so let's talk about Kanan sunglasses. That's K-A-E-N-O-N. It's time to make your outdoor experiences better with Kanan. Kanan sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, and stronger, and Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. Use the exclusive code K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-15, KananCast15 at Kanan.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-1-5. Kanan, clearly better. That's good. Jason, what about you? Odd. I don't. I don't actually this year. Um, yeah, I think that I think that the Falcons stand pat. Okay. I don't think that they'll trade. Um, I know that right now that they expect to, but I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna stay where they're at and surprise some people there. All right, Wes, you uh, you wrote the question. I don't know how surprising that would be for most, I guess. I, I, I don't know if that's... Well, it's it's easy to think right now, and we've studied it for so long, three months or whatever, that um, there's going to be something crazy. And I, I still believe that there will be something that's like, whoa. Um, but there's always a chance that it, it goes business as usual. It's been a while since, I think, since we've had a business as usual. Uh, Dan Daniel Jones screwed everything up in 2019, and the Raiders usually do something bizarre. <laughs> and um, the Giants will be there. And it's not to say Gettleman is uh, silly, because Jones will have a make-or-break year to determine if he was worth that pick. Um, but... Right now, the usual suspects aren't inside the top 10. Uh, and that basically is uh, who we had on Daryl three weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> who's, who, who admitted that, you know, his team does strange stuff. So uh, what do you think it is, Wes? Uh, well, the Cowboys pick at number 10. Um, and Jerry Jones is pretty unpredictable. I could see them um, eschewing need. Uh, a need for them is a uh, defensive back. I would say, especially with yep. uh, last year's first rounder uh, Trayvon Diggs in legal trouble potentially. And then I think another defensive back is in legal trouble as well. Um, so I could see them going for some flashy offensive weapon again. And yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. And just, just, I'll just stockpile. Like I, yeah. if they do a receiver, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> just walk out of Cleveland, uh, walk out of the the theater there, um, because I did that last year. I was sitting in my bed and I was like, "CD Lamb, why?" <laughs> and just to screw the Eagles because I'm okay with right. that. But uh, that one was bizarre. So, but if they did do that, if, if Pitts was there, which that one could actually be forgiven, right? Um, yeah. But if they, if they were like Jalen Waddle, I mean, <laughs> then you might as well just cut Gallup or something, right? All right. Yeah. So yeah. Well, the Lions drafted receivers uh, in the first round, top ten, and three years in a row. Remember that back yeah. in the day when Matt Millen was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they were the just like the Raiders joke about speed. It was what uh, wide receiver are the Lions going to pick. But the thing is, this year if they do that, it'll be justified because right now it's Tyrell Williams, um, Khalif Raymond, and uh, the big one or somewhat big one, Brashad Perryman. So like those three with a Mahomes probably is a formidable core, but um, with, with the golf and the lions, it just feels like fantasy hell. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that I, lions, I, they lions might, uh, might pull the trigger on a quarterback if there's one available. Yeah. I think, I think I had, was it this mock? I think it was, yeah. I think yeah. I went Lance there. Um, because then I'll be forced to dislike him. Oh, that's right. You did. Yep. Yeah. Um, but then again, it all depends on their perception of their wide receiving core. Uh, because I think with a offense that is renowned for, um, you know, lighting up the scoreboard, then maybe Perryman, Tyrell, uh, Khalif Raymond, Geronimo Allison, maybe, and Hawkinson, that's doable. 
But if it's the Lions, you're like, oh, they need some receivers. It just depends on their reputation or their scheme. Um, yeah. All right. So, and then I think your other thing we wanted to get on record is um, was about the who trades back into the end of the first round and which team trades out. Okay. So, uh, end of the first round, you typically see um, if quarterbacks available, you see a team move up or yeah. a potential, you know, need position that's falling um that way the team gets the player for the extra fifth year option yeah i don't know if there's any quarterbacks that are <laughs> i've seen this davis mills talk somebody on twitter asked me if i thought that the bears would go with davis mills in the first round <laughs> and i thought he was just trolling me and then there's some chatter out there that he's climbed uh, it can't be real no there there, there is there's chatter and Bronco country about it too. In the first round? No, well, there's some uh there's some bloggers and um podcasters out there that I listen to that have them pretty uh, unusually higher okay. on their board than they probably should. Okay. Um but they have them ahead of uh uh I think they have them ahead of Mac Jones, to be honest. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, I that one now I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, yeah. He's going to be a third round, and then we're going to laugh at how he was supposed to go in the first <laughs> round. It's yeah, just, no, he, that was, yeah. I'm sure. I bet you that was generated from his agent or college or something. There's just no way he's going to go in the first round. If they goes to the Bears, I'll rejoice. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. be a waste. Well, you can learn behind Dalton. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like so. Yeah. So I don't know that there, unless Mac Jones slides all the way down. I don't know if a team trades back in. I'll just don't think there is that caliber of like Lamar Jackson where fringe late first second. Um, but I would look at the, the movers and shakers of years past with trades. Usually the Patriots like to do something. Um, mm-hmm. And then even though it's not in the late round, I will predict for your Broncos uh, formally, Jason, that they will trade back. And that's, that's my prediction. Um, I think that I think Peyton is just learning the lay of the land. So any hype that we might see about him wanting to trade up, if he's a disciple of Rick Spielman, that's not going to happen. That's not how Spielman does things. So I think the Broncos will trade back. Um, I do think the Vikings will trade back. I've said that many times in writing and on, on various airwaves. Uh, who else? The Falcons one, I just can't decide on. Um, and then I, in terms of Trading up, you can't really trade up for too many quarterbacks uh, unless you're the Patriots that wants to. The Patriots want to make sense because if they're committing to Newton as the starter, then it's going to make a lot more sense if they've got Mac Jones waiting or Lance waiting right behind him Um, because it seems weird to re-up with Newton to me. Yeah. Yeah, I I said that uh, in the last pod. I I can't make sense out of that unless they, uh, you know, and they're just right there in the mid-teens, not quite there to be able to grab one of those guys. So I, I could see them trading up for sure. Yeah. Uh, the last Belichick's, what is he, what is his draft strategy been recently? I guess I haven't really paid a whole heck of a lot of attention to what he likes to do, but he always seems to come out reasonably good. He's got a reputation that's linked to his aura of greatness that people just think he's this absolute brilliant drafter, but he's not Um, like he, he hits on some just like everybody else does, but his niche is finding players that weren't drafted at all or cultivating players a couple years after who you've never heard of. He never, in my opinion, ever hits gold, um, you know, like, you know, other general managers do, but you can't slander him (laughs) because he's got, you know, more rings than the Lord. <laughs> they, uh, they spent two third round draft picks last year on tight ends and have quickly moved on from that and decided to spend a boatload in free agency on uh, two tight ends instead. Yeah, no, yeah. he's like, he, he, uh, you know, when you start thinking about the brilliant football minds or quasi general managers in his case, he always is in there, but in terms of drafting, he's really not, he's just a great at everything else. And then, you yeah. know, Brady attached to his hip for so long. Uh, the last thing on this particular little segment you had, Wes, was besides quarterback, which position do we see fly off the board in round one? I will be astonished if you guys don't agree with this. Wide receiver. That's the only other position that I see will be at a premium, and that would mean that like Rondell Moore goes in the first round, that uh, Tony, I can't remember his first name, 
uh, a run on those guys towards the end of the first round where uh, good teams are trying to get a little bit better with an explosive wide receiver. Other than that, this edge class in the first round, first round alone is not that great. It gets better as it gets deeper. Um, offensive line is pretty much on brand for what it usually is. We already know all about the quarterbacks. Like you said, uh, the tight end is, is pits. Um, and then ah, I just don't foresee a rush on a certain position, but wide receiver could really do the trick if it happens at all. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I, I also could see offensive tackle. Um, there's a couple of players that, um, like AVT that, you know, profile as both a tackle and a guard. Um, I'm kind of lumping him into that, but, um, you know, protection was at a premium premium, uh, in the Super Bowl. You, you saw Mahomes running for his life. So, um, I, loved it. I loved every minute. Of it. <laughs> I, I could definitely see a lot of these teams trying to invest early on, on these offensive linemen. Depending what you, what you, uh, call a run. I mean, you're going to see some, you know, I mean, I, there's potential chance you see four, uh, cornerbacks come off too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, and I think, I think a team could potentially trade back up into the first kind of going off the last question yeah. that we asked to, to grab Farley. If he yeah. falls that far, that'll probably, right. be the, that'll probably be the Vikings too. They, uh, <laughs> they've got a thing for corners and uh, trading in trading to get them uh, is their MO. All right, let's uh, let's finish the show out with our mock draft um, remainder. Um, which, where did we stop? We got all the way to the... We're on the Jets. Okay. And what number are they? Do you have that handy? They are number... Uh, is it 23? Okay. All right. So they need a edge, a defensive back, offensive lineman. We think they already got their quarterback in the night. They did. Um, so what do you got for them there? Um... Hmm, hmm. I will go with uh, Tevin J- Jenkins, offensive lineman. Mm, okay, he's a he's a dude that I've seen in the second round, so he must have been climbing um, as of late. All right, so I have the Steelers. This one, I'm just going to adhere to stereotypes. They're going to select some defensive player. He's going to be awesome. Um, <laughs> so that'll be Zaven Collins and. They don't need a safety, but it doesn't usually matter. They and the Bears will pick a defensive player usually in drafts, and before you know it, that guy's a stud, and you know, just roll your eyes to the far back of your head. Yeah, that puts uh, Jason on the clock with the Jaguars, who need a safety, a tight end, and a tackle to protect Trevor Lawrence. Um, boy. Top safety on the board is yeah, he's there on that Trevin Mooring, Mary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gosh, and I, yeah, I mean, you might as well mock him there. I, I, it's, I'm not too terribly familiar with with the the guys as they get a little closer to the to the end of the first. I, um, no, that one did was... I mock Leather? Yeah, did I mock Leatherwood? last week i think you just mentioned him no he's on the board yeah he's on the board is he on the board yeah you know you mentioned how his stock was higher and then now it's second round but it floats up to the bottom so yeah yeah. i'd roll with you know i mean i I don't know if it all depends on where the where the uh, i'd I'd go with that safety i'd go with the safety yeah, and the the yeah. Jets need best player available, or excuse me, the Jaguars need best player available all over the place. So that one does add up. That would be a home run first round for them. Yeah. All right, and that puts you with the the. Am I going to get stuck with? No, I was going to get the Packers. <laughs> I was, it just dawned on me that I've already had the Lions and Bears. All right. Oh my. All right. So you have the the Browns, Wes. Cleveland Browns. They need defensive interior and linebacker. Um, I will stick with defensive interior since they cut Sheldon uh, Richardson and we will go with Christian Barrymore. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that was, that's a dude that on talent uh, should probably be in the top 20, but 
defense three technique defensive tackle certainly isn't something to neglect, but I, most teams based on the way that they've got rid of all of their veterans seem to be pretty set or just not putting as much emphasis as some might like, but Hey, that's the position Aaron Donald plays. So we, we know it's a difference maker and Barmore would indeed be the first three tech off the board in our mini mock draft. That puts me with another AFC Norther with the Ravens. And I'm tempted to do what I did with the Steelers and just pick best defensive player. Um, but they notoriously under surround Lamar. So that means that I can do Tony, which seems like a little bit of a reach or the I'll go Rondale more. Cause that feels like a, a pick that the Ravens would usually make. So Rondale more wide receiver to the Ravens. Nice. Jason, you got the Saints defensive back, wide receiver, linebacker is a need. Yeah, I was uh, talking to my uh, my buddy Brady today at work, and uh, uh, we were actually talking about uh, Caleb Farley going to, to New Orleans. Oh, okay. Well, then let's... he had mentioned that. Uh, well, he actually mentioned that he was going to mortgage his, uh, or actually, I put it into his head that he should just more because he he likes. He listed me as needs, and I'm like, well, just, you know, you should just give up uh, the rest of your draft picks this year and next year and get Parsons, <laughs> Farley, and Sewell. <laughs> guys are in business. Perfect. I mean, they did, it, they did it before with Ricky Williams. I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> three first-round picks in this year's draft, no more until 2023. For a run <laughs> back. Oh, man, how times have changed. <laughs> think, about, did that. Think, think about that. I mean... I know, like, obviously, times have changed, and we get it. But think about the, uh, like, the absolute pandemonium there would be if, like, a team traded three firsts, <laughs> successive firsts for a running back. Did um, How many people, like, because that was, what was that, 99? Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, you know, you... The running backs were big then, right? You were coming off a decade where Thurman Thomas, Emmett Smith, Barry Sanders dominated. And then you had, you know, your Ricky Waters and and uh, Terry Allen had some good Terrell Davis. I mean, running backs were king then. Yep. Um, and obviously we look at it now and it just seems so so bizarre, but <laughs> were there supporters like of that trade in the Saints corner at all, or did they just get ridiculed for that no there there wasn't widespread like it wasn't every single person ridiculed it was uh like the hype train was like well geez this has got to be bo jackson who a healthy version of bo jackson if that's the case right it quickly became apparent because of you know times have changed the the weed smoking stuff that uh you yeah. know back then that was like meth and yeah. so uh <laughs> It was like, well, we drafted this meth head uh, and we gave up the future. So, I mean, it was perceived as a huge purse and ransom from the beginning, but uh, there wasn't immediate outcry. It was like, well, this is Ditka. You know, he won a Super Bowl at that time 15 years ago. So let's give him the benefit of the doubt. But within within a year, it became apparent that, you know, ugh. so. And then they got rid of him a couple of years after the fact. And it was this. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to think about that now, though. <laughs> Yeah. He gave up their entire draft. They drafted him and didn't draft again. Right. Right. That night. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Wes, that puts you um, with the Packers. The Packers. Um, they need wide receiver, uh, defensive back, linebacker. I don't think they help Rodgers out again in the first round. Uh, we will do. Joseph Osai, an edge uh, with plans to put him at outside linebacker. Is that for assuming the Smith bros are short timing or? Yeah, I think uh, one of them's contract is coming up maybe next year. Okay. Um, All right. So that puts me with the chiefs and let's see. It makes too much sense that they would. Yeah, they'll probably make a wise decision. I will go. Oh, actually, no, you got the Bills. Oh, I yeah, yeah. I was gonna say you got. It looks like up. you got the okay. Bills. Bills defensive line, defensive back. Fair enough. You already took Barmore. Uh, I got Saban Collins off the board. 
Yeah, this is when it starts to get super interesting because you're mm-hmm. wiggling down the board. I will take that Levi character. I don't want to butcher his last name. On right. on 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 Muzarki. Yeah, looks. <laughs> That's not looks right, good. but it's it's it's, <laughs> it's it's the best that a white man can do tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Jason, that gives you your hated Jeeps. Yeah, and this this is where Leatherwood goes. Okay. Yeah, I, I was going to do that too. So yeah. <laughs> I like his, you know, because Leatherwood can get, you know, he's a pretty versatile lineman and I shouldn't really know this much about a lineman, but he, I mean, he can play guard. He can play tackle on either, on either side. And, um, I I don't know. I think, um, you know, Mahomes will make him look better than he actually is. Yeah. He must've been at one point thought to go to Denver for you to know that this much about him. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, he was just, he at one point in time, not too long ago. I mean, from my research anyway, I mean, he was coveted almost just as much ahead of, uh, of a soul. I mean, you heard more about Leatherwood, or at least I did from my, the research I did. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's hard saying not, not better than Sewell or yeah. anything like that, but he was talked about just as much. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know how somebody's stock like that can just drop so dras- drastically unless, I mean, yeah, it's always, it's always a fascinating lack of science. I was going to say science, but uh, like, you know, Davis Mills all of a sudden going to the first round and nothing changed about his life in the past two weeks. It just like somebody somehow created the steam that said, like, hey, he's going to go in the first round. It's like uh, when Baker, like within the last week or two of the 2018 draft, it was like all of a sudden common knowledge he was going to be the first pick. And before that, he was going to be like the 10th pick. So, so stuff happens and I don't quite get it. Yeah. I don't either. All right, Wes, you want to finish this out for the evening? Yeah. Uh, so Tampa, they need defensive interior. That's really their only need uh, after re-signing all their starters from last year. Uh, this, uh, They're in a position to trade back uh, out of the first round, pick up an extra pick or two for next year's draft um, to restock their team. But um since we're staying put, I will go with the last defensive tackle on our big board, uh, Davion Nix, uh, Nixon from Iowa. Mm, okay. So he becomes a Buccaneer, and yeah. then we, we wait for round two. All right. So I will, I will be going to the draft. My wife and I are leaving next Wednesday night, so I believe we'll bump the show up one day, uh, Tuesday, which for listeners means early, early Wednesday morning or Wednesday afternoon that you can listen to this. Gentlemen, did I forget anything you want to get on air for tonight? No, I think we got it. Are you guys driving there, Dustin? Yeah, we looked at airfare and it all together with our favorite thing, the fees. It would probably be about twelve hundred bucks. Um, and we're just excited to go do something. And so, uh, just <laughs> yeah. for me driving, I've never in in the sober life of mine uh, the past nine years, I love driving. It's just like, uh, especially with my wife, you know, we just sit there and chat about stuff and come up with little games. Uh, so I, especially after being somewhat locked down uh, for these 13, 14 months, to me, facing the barrel of a 15-hour drive sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so just I, drive, <laughs> driving across the heartland and uh, end up in Cleveland. Um, so yeah, we're, we're going to drive and... Um, that's that's the way of it will you stay will you like attend it each night or the first the the first night or the way that it works is nfl draft is always free and people don't know that um it usually ends up being a big party inside and out and this year it's slimmed down they have precautions like a vaccination like you have to attest that you're fully vaccinated um i don't know how enforceable that is uh, but then you think masks, unless something changes, uh, Fauci's supposed to have some sort of announcement this weekend about masks. So we'll see there. Um, but it'll be slimmed down and you you go on to the NFL One Pass app and it tells you what slots are available. So by the time I got there, the first night was already soaked up by everybody. And that worked out fine because uh, we can at least take our time driving into Ohio. But then the day two, I got in for, I think it was a, a 10 to one slot or something like that. And then I, I, I created an account for my wife and exited out of the app and then got day three, uh, for her too. So we could go twice. And then unbeknownst to me, my, uh, the owner of Vikings territory, 
um, has connections um, and he, he thinks he'll be able to get me a press pass. So nice. I'll, I'll have to figure out how that works with having my wife with me. I mean, ultimately I wouldn't leave her, uh, but if they let us in as a package deal, it'll be awesome. So. Oh, heck yeah, man. That'll be, that'll be great. Yeah. He's so he's going to make an announcement in terms of mass, like just for the draft or just collectively as for the nation. Oh, Fauci. Uh, so at my daytime job, uh, I work closely with, uh, a official from the city of Sioux Falls. And I don't know if he read on CNN or if he had it on some site of insider hint that there seems like there'll be a change to the mass recommendation this weekend and oh. yeah, so to the nation. So I don't know. I don't I know see. what that'll be, but, uh, you know, I think half the country now has got at least one dose of vaccination. So this is the time when things would start to uh, see a return to normalcy. So we'll see if the, the federal government agrees. Well, would that would that uh, press pass that you were talking about mm-hmm. um, that what what would that entail? Would that get you access to the to the players? Yeah. Oh yep. man. Yep, I'd be I'd be and I have to just kind of learn on the fly. Thankfully, I don't have uh, butterflies about that kind of stuff. I just have to go there and be like, you know, hi, uh, I write yeah. about the stuff, so let me talk to you. And <laughs> hey, uh, I've talked to Moss. <laughs> yeah, tell him that's that. actually what he put on my application. Uh, <laughs> that I've interviewed Adrian Peterson, Warren Sapp, Randy Moss, Devin Hester, and uh, yeah. So believe it or not, that means something. And uh, his name's Joe Johnson. He owns Vikings territory and franchise tag. And he's been doing this thing with Vikings territory for four or five years. So he's made a lot of connections. That's awesome. Yep. And there's always a chance that it doesn't pan out. And then I just go and be a spectator. And like I said, it'll be fun and getting back to what, how we used to do stuff. Just go out and have fun, eat and spend time with your wife. Yeah. yeah, driving is a good time. That's how we prefer to roll too. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> freaking hey, I had a I had a quote tweet from Schlereth one time. Don't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan Leaf. Ryan Leaf likes your stuff. Yeah, he follows me on Instagram. I'm pretty yeah. excited about that. I like his stuff. He's uh he's pretty inspirational for sure. Yeah, I bet we can I bet we can get him on here. That'd be great. Yeah. That'd be I'll, great, I'll, man. We should we should do that yeah, sometime. I, th- I think uh I think the website is far enough along that I can point to it and say, you know, this is what we are, and uh, we'll see if we can lure him in. Maybe even <laughs> Schlereth, too. Schlereth, I don't know if you ever watched Ballers, but Schlereth was awesome in Ballers. He's yeah. so good. Yeah, so yeah. good, man. He got he, The other night, he got into a Twitter beef with some <laughs> Jets fan. Yeah. yeah, I love that they stoop to that level sometimes. Makes me feel better about some of the stuff I get involved in on Twitter. <laughs> all right gentlemen that's all we got uh we appreciate you guys listening out there we'll be back two nights before the nfl draft to talk more about the draft uh peace peace you are watching a master at work Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.